right now. So you are a person of destiny. God has destined that you would be a part of this. And, and, and because of that, God has assigned us with a purpose and a plan. And so with my controlness or control freakiness about me, I want to handle things and know things and work it out and schedule. This is the most, this scheduled season is the most unscheduled season of my life. I can just put down one thing on my calendar. One, one thing I put down on my calendar right now in this season is Jesus. It's, it, it's just Jesus right now and maybe perhaps we've needed to go home to discover that and begin to say it's Jesus right now. It's just Jesus and I and my relationship with him. And I'll tell you what, our relationship sure has reached home, hasn't it? Because we've been home a lot. But because of that, God's been molding and shaping us. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is ready to transform his church. He's been working. He's been busy. Do you think, do you really think that God has been ordered to, for a home confinement? Do you really think God has taken a vacation? He's taken time off. God has been busy. He has been busy and he is busy right now. So I believe today, today of all days, of days of the most epic proportion on this date of celebration of Pentecost Sunday, it was the day that the church was birthed and gave a big loud cry in the upper room so much that folks out in the street heard the cry. And it was a great move of God, a birthing of the church. Can we not believe that today God will rebirth Rodney Pike Church of God? God will rebirth us and give us with new and fresh and renewed purpose and reason as a church. Church, I'd like to. I'd like to schedule it all. I'd like to go back to yesterday. I'd like to go back to two or three months ago, sort of like when we were kind of floating along. But God says we're not. You're not going to float anymore now. Now I put a motor on the back of your boat, and you're going to start going across the water and going to destinations that I want you to go because I have a plan for you. God's got a plan for you in your life. How many here will believe? that this morning say God's got a plan for me God's got a plan he's working it out he's working it out he's working it out and bless God you know we don't need to be in control he needs to be in control of our life hallelujah so just release yourself into him release yourself unto him that's exactly you know that's why we went to the the uh, the campaign of together we're stronger together we're stronger because if we're brought together. Listen, God has all, always been about togetherness. Let me tell you, he's always been about togetherness. So much that it's not just God and him alone, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's always been about togetherness. And then when they enjoyed each other as they were separate personalities of the same person of God, don't ask me to explain it, just believe it. 
But the fact is, is that they enjoyed such fellowship. They said, you know what? Let us make man in our own image. And so he, may, he, he makes Adam so Adam might be able to experience the love of togetherness that God has with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in that birth of creation of man, he also created woman because it's not good for man to be alone. God is all about the together. He's, he, he not only just called Abraham, but he said, Abraham, I'm going to make a nation out of you. And I'm going to bring them together and they're going to be a people unto me. Not only that, but God says, I'm going to raise up a priesthood of priests, of people together who are going to declare and do the works of the Lord and declare him. Listen, God is all about together. And the funny, odd thing about it is that the enemy has thought that what he has crept in here and floating in the air, the invisible virus that has affected so many lives and it literally changed the world and the course of the world. What the devil doesn't realize is that there has always been the Holy Spirit that has been invisible, that has been working among the people of God and among nations. God is still in control. The coronavirus has not taken in the reins of control and the reign and right and sovereignty of our God. If anything, the coronavirus will cause people to realize and believe in the ultimate glorious healer God that will deliver his people. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 And in the world right now, there's a lot of demonstration. There's a lot of people getting together. Maybe perhaps there is a, maybe perhaps a justifiable cause. But the means and method of, of their demonstration is not exactly the proper way of a voice and of a subject being clearly stated of an injustice of racism and there's violence and people together. But all that is, hear me out, all that is is a decoy of, of the enemy trying to once again get the minds and the attention of the people because he knows that when people get together and God is in the lead, what happens is that people will begin to be used of God and souls will be born and born again and Jesus will bring people together by his spirit and bring redemption not only with a common a ground of, of friendship, fellowship, uh, but there is a family relationship among the body of believers through Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to tell you, friends, uh, this is a decoy. This is a distraction because God is just about ready. If you'll believe with me, if I can get some praying Christians uh, that, that will believe with me, God is just about ready to break forth the greatest threshold is going to come forth of a revival in America because people are coming together and they're going to come together in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Today is a day of Pentecost. Today is celebration Pentecost Sunday. Praise God. Praise God. It was 50 long days since they seen Jesus. It's been 50 long days since they seen him ascend into heaven. No, it was 10 long days. But it had been 10 long days, I stand corrected, 10 long days 
of it was 50 days from Christ's crucifixion or during the time of Passover to Pentecost. But 10 days he had been gone. 10 days uh, earlier he ascended into heaven. And they watched him disappear in the clouds. And there, there was something powerful at the moment. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power. We'd like to know all the plans, wouldn't we? We'd like to know God's time schedule, wouldn't we? We'd like to know when, when things are going to happen. We'd like to know when this mess that's going on around us is going to end. We'd like to know all this and but we've had to commit it into the timetable of God and believing in him that he's in control and he's going to handle it. Jesus says it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. He said, but you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, uh, witnesses of me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Together, Jesus had told them, you're going to receive power from on high. He told them earlier in Matthew 24, he said that, he said, 24, 49, he says, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I tell you what, it's nothing like in bad weather to have a coat on. I mean, there's nothing like it in a rainy weather to have a raincoat on. You know what I'm talking about? Suddenly, after you get wet, you start getting cold, but it's so wonderful to be covered. And, and Jesus said, he said, tarry in Jerusalem till you be clothed with power from on high. That's what we need today. We need to be clothed with power from on high. We need to be able to face the elements because we've been clothed from on high. We've been covered by God and, and by the Holy Spirit. But together, together, the disciples and the people watched Jesus ascend into the sky and disappear behind the cloud. Together they stood with two angels and heard from the angels and that gave a message of Jesus going to return in like manner. Together they were together when they returned to Jerusalem and together they gathered in the upper room waiting for that promise that Jesus had said that they would receive. They waited together. Together they waited for the promise and, and, and the Bible says and these all continued with one accord in prayer and in supplication believing God knowing together that the Lord was going to send the promise that he has promised 
promised to us. I'm telling you the enemy is trying to divide us but he forgot that we have a personal savior. He forgot that we have personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He forgot that God has no limits so the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit in this house, Holy Spirit in your house. It, you know he has no division. When he tries, whenever the enemy tries to divide, God just starts multiplying. God just starts moving in a way beyond our imagination. So the devil's on your back. You say, Satan, get away from me in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, you may try to tear me down, but God is building me up. Hallelujah. Jesus is in the construction business. And honey, if you feel like you've been tore down, God says, I'm just about ready to build something in you and in your life that you, beyond your imagination, what I can do. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you know, we don't know how many gathered in the upper room, but on the day of Pentecost, there was 120, and they were together. And it might have looked as, where is everybody? Where are the multitudes? Where are the people that followed? Where are the people this and that? And the devil thought he scattered the church, and maybe perhaps they thought, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. They, they, they probably thought, well, you know, we only have 120 here. Uh, uh, maybe uh, Brother Bartholomew, will you go and give account of attendance right now and who here is in the, in the upper room? And they counted 120, and they probably wonder, well, that's not a lot of number. But then somebody said, well, you know what? He started with 12, you know and then look what this came into and what Jesus remember when Jesus got a hold of the bread and the, and, the, and the two fishes and the five little biscuits and all of a sudden he fed the thousands of, over five thousand with the, the bread and the fish they probably thought you know God's up to something it looks like we're shrinking but God is up to something it sort of looks like we're kind of a small crowd but God is up to something and they waited and they prayed and they they were together together on the day of Pentecost together they anticipated together they prayed in Acts 2 and 1 when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place one accord with one accord means literally in the Greek, not just your translations outside of the King James Version or the New King James Version, but the actual translation in the Greek says they were all together. They were all together in the literal Greek. And in one place, the Greek, the preposition epi is used here, and it's where we get the word epicenter. Epicenter of the prefix of epi is there the preposition of, of epi is used in that verse in one place that Jerusalem became an epicenter of something God was going to do Jerusalem that suddenly they were in one mind they, they all were in one accord and in one place they were all together and in one place and then the Bible says in verse 2 and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, and every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Is all is, is not all these who speak always just think of Gallia County and all these who speak are they uh, Gallia uh, Gallia County folk? But they're speaking another tongue and tongues we understand from other lands and other other nations. In verse twelve and says, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others were mocking and said, they're full of new wine. But Peter, oh, we, there's always an accusation, isn't it? Isn't there always an accusation? I mean, it doesn't matter if people behold and see the miraculous, there's always an accusation. The Bible says that Jesus ascended into heaven into the clouds, that there were those who still did not believe after they had seen him ascend into the clouds. But there, there, the criticism is there. They're drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. They're all drunk. But Peter standing up with the 11. He had some brothers with him. He had a together group with him. And with the 11 raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. In the last days. Let me tell you something here I want you to realize. When Jesus ascended back into heaven, that was the beginning of the last days. Okay, when, when Jesus left, he said he's coming back. So the last days started back then. I'm not telling you today that what we've experienced in the past few months is means that suddenly, man, this is it. It's going to happen. Jesus is coming back soon right here. It could be tomorrow. It's going to be next week, next Monday, maybe at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just kidding. I'm not under the anointing. I'm just kidding, okay? But the fact is, is that, the fact is, is that if anything to be received of what's been going on here, where an entire nation can suddenly come to a standstill, and everybody's life is turned upside down. And everybody else is, and folks are ordered to, or, or declared and asked to go home and to be home and to stay home. And the economy turned topsy-turvy. I mean, all in a matter of a few days. Let me tell you, do you know what this tells me? It tells me that if it's not the last, the very last days, it's a process in the working. We discovered in America that things can suddenly change. And that a government suddenly could change and our world could be suddenly rocked by a, a something like this with this pandemic and, and, and we can understand that it can suddenly change let me tell you we're in the last days but I believe we're at the end of the last days I believe that this is a process where Americans will see and know that Jesus Christ is coming back again that there can be an end of Christ and there can be a mark of the beast and there can be things because we're etching forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the last days. Oh, preacher, please don't preach about the last days. It scares me. It makes me nervous. God says, I know that 
but it will make you scared. I know it will make you nervous. Jesus said, but I will give you power. I have power to overcome the world. Power to overcome the fear. Power to know and to know and to know that you are ready to go in the rapture. Praise God for the infilling of the Holy Ghost baptism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you as a man that is 60 years old. I lived through the 70s. And every popular gospel song came out was about the rapture. Jesus coming. But I have never seen the likes of what I've seen of how the possibilities there are now. And so we need to wake up and rejoice and say, he's coming back. The Lord is coming. Hallelujah. Fill us with power, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, oh God. We're waiting. We're anticipating. We desire the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Power. I've got to keep going here for one more moment. Let me get a drink of water. There was a setting on this day of Pentecost. And they were all together there in Jerusalem. They went to the place Jesus told them to go. And there they were all together. The setting was there. There was a, there was a sound that occurred on that day. A sound from heaven. I think we try so hard to create heaven sound and copy it and try and put it in a bottle or try and put it on a stage and trying to do the best and there's nothing wrong with doing the very best but let me tell you we'll never get the sound from heaven the sound from heaven this sound came from heaven it didn't come from anywhere else but from heaven and this sound came as a rushing mighty wind it came I want to hear the noise from heaven I want to hear the noise from heaven I need to hear that rushing rushing do you know where the word rushing we also get the word in the same language in our language the word echo Echo that a rushing mighty wind, an echoing mighty wind that blows and keeps echoing, 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 going and going. And others may hear it, a mighty rushing wind that blew in that room. There was a sound and then there was a sight of things. They saw cloven tongues. There was a ball of fire that appeared in the room, exploded, and little uh, cloven tongues, a little uh, pieces of fire uh, fell upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you know why? Do you know why? The saints and the church of Jesus Christ needs to be obvious in the world. We need to be obvious in the world. And obvious means a weird hey, people look and say, Oh my gosh, there's one of those one of those hey, I don't care if they call me a Bible thump and believe us, uh, believing in Jesus freak and Holy Ghost filled preacher or Christian. You know why? Because God has called us to be obvious to a world that we're filled with the Spirit. So people may ask you, what's going on in your life? What's happened to you? My goodness, the change. What's going on? You can say it's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Paul declared himself as a gazing stock. I mean, to tie to a post publicly if I see him. He said, I've become a gazing stock. I've become a public spectacle. 
And we need that. We need that. The setting in Jerusalem. The setting in Jerusalem. God, Jesus had told them to go into Jerusalem. And tarry there till you be endued with power from on high. Let me tell you this. We need the unction to function. If we are ununctionable, then we are dysfunctionable. If we don't have the unction power of the Holy Spirit, we have nothing to give. We have nothing to share. And there will be no transformation in the lives of people unless we have the unction, the leading, the infilling, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives because this is what people are longing for. The people that totally say, I move and I breathe in the Lord. I function in the Spirit and follow the Spirit. I am filled with the Holy Ghost overflowing filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the world needs it the world needs a people who will stand up and declare because the setting is interesting let me throw this out to you those who are interested in prophecy the setting in Jerusalem the place was a prophetic fulfillment because 400 years before the plan was laid out and spoken it was spoken by Isaiah that the outpouring of the Holy Ghost is for, literally for the power for great commission. To go to the world and preach the gospel and share the good news of Jesus Christ. They went back to Jerusalem in a prophetic purpose because in Isaiah 2 and 3, Isaiah says, he said, Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and here it is the last phrase and the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem it was that day of Pentecost that overflowed the second session Pentecost out in the streets for when the people asked the question what is this Peter said this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh didn't I not say that today is the last days so he's still pouring out his spirit to those who want to receive his spirit and power but the word of the Lord will go forth out of Jerusalem Peter preached in the streets and 3,000 gave their heart to Jesus Christ we need to have an emphasis and thought of the lost and people who are lost. I tell you what's going on in the world today. People are feeling more lost than ever before. They need to hear the message. They, hear the, they need to hear the news, don't they? And God sent this power from on high. Where are you sitting at? What's going on with you? Are you struggling? Are you, you feel like you're fighting a losing war? Your life just seems to be totally a wreck and things out of control. God says, I'll give you my spirit and power. For this baptism of the Holy Ghost, the disciples were believers. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost was a separate experience. They needed to be filled with power. 
from on high. You need to be filled with power from on high. How many here want this power? How many here have experienced already that baptism of the Holy Spirit? And you know what, what the Holy Spirit can do in your life and how he operates, how he works. Some of you out here, you're longing for this deep expression of faith and power to be a witness. You can sense and you know that God is calling you into something, but yet you're, you're, you don't know what's going on. Well, let me tell you, he'll give you power to be a witness. He'll give you power to be used by him. Hallelujah. 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 Saints, will you just, let's just worship him right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not going to sing a song yet. We'll hold off for a minute. 